tonight on the Goblin's Corner. Ettons and Fomorians. That's how we roll. 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 Welcome to the Goblin's Quarter. My name is Eric. And I'm Matt. And tonight, we're doing Ettons and Fomorians. Ah, yes. Ettons and Fomorians. Two lesser known and little used giants in the D&D verse and other games as well. Yeah. And tonight we're going to show you all sorts of the mythology behind both of them, and both of them have some. Yeah. And how it differs in D&D. Sure. And then ways to make them really interesting, give them a little bit of mad flavor. Exactly. And possibly ridiculous powers. Because why wouldn't you? I'm just saying, there's going to be a beholder moment in this episode, folks. It's going to happen. Shocking. I know, right? But before we get to all of that... Well, first... We've got a plug. We do have a plug. So let's give it up first off to our buddy Ian from Undercommon Taste. Yeah. He's at UCT Homebrew. That's right, which we will put right here. Okay. And we were talking last week, uh, if you guys have watched the show on the Ethereal Plane, Mm -hmm. he actually has done a write-up on Ethergaunts. Yeah, for 5th edition. How delightful. And was nice enough to send it to us, so I just wanted to say thank you, Ian. Thanks for the props. appreciate it. I've been diligently reading it and will kill my character shortly with them. So, yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, make sure you go check out his stuff, guys. We also have our friend Jeff, who has given us a awesome 3D-printed Boba Fett. It is lovely and delightful. It is lovely and silver, and I cannot wait to start painting that on Twitch. So, you guys tune into Twitch in the next couple of weeks. We will start painting him, and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Indeed. Yeah, I cannot imagine how many rolls of filament that actually took to print a thousand at least 10 <laughs> so thanks a lot for that guys uh again you don't have to send us stuff but we appreciate it so beyond that we have a question of the week uh-huh uh, would it be etten or fomorian related it is in fact excellent it is etten related specifically okay. Ex- all right awesome hit me up what do we have so you've got an etten shopkeeper all right what kind of shop is it, and what is each head's specialty? It is a cake shop. Okay. And each head does two different aspects. One of them is a weapon master. <laughs> okay. And the other is a baker. Sure. And they've combined their talents together because they live together. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. And so quality chef knives and chef utensils and quality baked goods. Oh, so by weapons master, you mean forging weapons? Yes. Okay. So one Etten forges all of the weapons, quote unquote weapons, sure. to use the cake knives, the spatulas. I mean, let's be honest, a Etten-sized spatula is a weapon in anybody else's hands. Uh, regardless, it, if you work in a kitchen, you're well aware that everything in a kitchen is dangerous. And I will say to this, I want to see a war spatula. Mm. Yeah, think about that. That's pretty awesome, right? Yeah. So do you use the solid spatula or do you use the slotted spatula? Yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, that's really the question, isn't it? Yeah. No, I want to know. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so that would be the shop, right? One okay. half quality chef gear, one half quality baked goods. And I would say the specialty is the cake, right? It's a cake shop. So we've got a smith and a baker. Mm-hmm. Do they specialize in 
cakes to deliver to people in prisons? They could. They just bake the file right in? That I mean, I would if I was an Etten. <laughs> but I think, on, honestly, it's just like a cake shop. Sure, I know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I would say that there might be a little shenanigans going on with that. Maybe the cake could contain stuff, and they use that. I personally think that all of the chef tools should also double as weapons, though. And as you mentioned, they probably already do. Yeah. An Etten-sized chef knife is like a cloud sword. Yes. That's pretty ridiculous. I mean, their forks are like a pitchfork. Sure. All right. So for mine, I think uh, I like the idea of just an Etten tavern keeper. Yeah. A little barkeep action going on. One tins bar and one cooks. Oh, nice. And so you have an open kitchen and an open bar. Mm-hmm. And just steadily cooking until somebody steps up to the bar. They walk over, make a couple drinks, and get back and forth. I think that's that's a solid methodology. And then, you know, the room behind the bar is actually where they sleep. I see them with long beards. Maybe not long beards, but well-trimmed beards. You mm. call it Two Beards Brewery, where you... <laughs> You walk up, and they've got, like, the nice, you know, I kind of see them as, like, Etten hipsters. You know what I'm saying? They got that full beard going on. One of has got a trucker cap. The other one has a chef hat. I mean, absolutely not, but I see where you're going with it. I, I'm just saying that would be yeah, fun. For yours. Oh, yeah. 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 And think about that. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be great as well. They make awful IPAs. Yes. Oh, horrible, horrible IPAs. Do you drink IPAs? Or perhaps you're a chef. Write to us, info at goblinscorner.com, or you can reach me, eric at goblinscorner.com, or me, matt at goblinscorner.com. And of course, you can find us on all the things. Indeed. All kinds of stuff. But mostly what we want is we want to know what your answer to the question is. Absolutely. That's what if, I want to know. If you have an answer to the question of the week, send it up. Absolutely. Put it in the comments. Email it to us. We might even read it out. Sure. You can always... Tweet it to us on Twitter. And we're also on Discord. Again, Matt's on everything, and I sometimes show up. So It's true. It happens. All right. Let's talk a little bit about Ettons and Fomorians. Okay. What's going on with the Etten and the somewhat cursed Fomorian? Well, they're both cursed. That is true. And cursed giants need love, too. Yes. They're interesting monsters because both of them have been around for a while. That's putting it gently. Yeah, I think first edition for my, for certainly for the Ettons. Oh, I was I thought you meant like mythologically, well, like they've been around for mythologically of years. they've been around for a while as well. And we'll get to some of the mytho- mythology and and how it differs in the game realm versus the quote unquote real world. I'm still not entirely sure this is our real world. We might be in a simulation, guys. Just saying, but there's interesting lore surrounding Fomorians and Ettons. Yeah. Another great reason to talk about them is they make excellent large and huge assailants. Yes. So the Ettons are large. And Fomorians are huge. Yeah. And so they're both giants. Yeah. And they're giants that you don't necessarily pick out of, you know, a box. Yeah. It, it's not something like, I'm going to choose some giants to throw up my characters. These are kind of the last that you inevitably think of. They tend to be. They, they're just... They're outliers. Yeah. But we think that they're a lot more interesting than some of the standard giants. So they're a lot of fun for story thematics. They're 
great NPCs because they're so weird. Mm-hmm. And they've got lots of fun options about them from the various versions that we're going to talk about. And then some alternate versions that we've come up with as well. Yes. Well, let's dive in, shall we? All right. What's on our list first, Matt? We're going to start with Ettens. All right, cool. Tell me a bit about Ettens. There are lots of definitions depending on whether you go by classic mythology or D&D. We're going to use a little bit of both. We'll talk about both a little bit. Okay. Let's talk about the classical mythology first. All right. So Ettens are a Middle English derivation of boggles. Interesting. Yeah. Which is a Scottish term for basically any ghost or malevolent spirit. So originally they were dark spirits, which to be fair, anything in the past was classified as a malevolent spirit. Right. Even if it was physical, it was still a malevolent spirit. Yeah. Okay. They're also related to Jotuns. And obviously Jotuns are giants. They're Germanic. Mm-hmm. Etten and Jotun are close to Etten, mm-hmm. which is basically just giant. That's like proto-Germanic. Right. Words. Yeah, it's just any giant, not a specific giant, just biggin, right? <laughs> yeah. And German speakers, we probably are screwing up the language. Oh, I'm certain. Feel free to correct us on this stuff. And I I took a couple years of German, but that was many, many moons yeah. ago. And then there's etinas as well, which is to eat in right. Proto-Germanic. So somewhere along the line, these got all crossed up with the spirits. And so Etten basically is a gluttonous giant. Yes. Which happens to have two heads. So they mixed it up a bit. Yes. And that's just the traditional side of things. What about the D&D side of things? D&D side, way simpler. They're two-headed giants. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. That's that's pretty much what they are. And in most definitions, that's sometimes all you get. Now, there is a little bit more than that. For example, sometimes they have mutations. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they are conceived as conjoined twin giants okay that's what happens when two you know are together which is cool and sometimes depending upon the versions they're something else right like a curse is one of the more recent uh modifications of why an etten shows up we'll talk about their lore in a second okay so their descriptions are varied sometimes they are very giant like much more humanoid much like the other giants that you would see in D &D. right i think that's the fifth edition there yeah and and some other versions too and then Others, they appear almost like animals, like bestial shapes, maybe with ape-like faces or fur and stuff like that. As a DM, use whatever is most fun. Right. I would use honest, both. Yeah. Vary it up, right? There's nothing to say you have to use the specific definition of what an Etten is. Yeah. It's just something that's two-headed and giant. Past that, you can change the skins out on it all day, every day. 100%. One of the things that I have noticed through all the different D&D versions is they're always filthy, filled with disease. Okay. And it's because they have this thing against bathing. Now, I don't know where this came about, but I think there might have been something in the mythology about it. Again, this is our 20 minutes in Wikipedia, so whoever happens to be a lore master, you know, hit us up, right? We might be wrong. They're fairly hideous, and that could either be because they are filthy and they don't sure. comb their hair or it could be they're actually hideous. And then they had lots of distinct smells from their lack of hygiene, including the fact, and this was, I thought, very interesting point, they wore uncured animal hides for clothing. Sure. So you're going to get lots of maggots, other sorts of vermin, because it's basically rotting skin. Yeah. 
leather mold. Mm. Mm, yeah, delightful, isn't it? One of the things that I love about Etten's is that each head has its own identity and personality. Mm-hmm. They have their own memories, their own quirks. Oftentimes, they're seen bickering with each other, sometimes comedically, sometimes less so. And this makes them good NPCs because yes. you can play the two heads off each other. Then they're never assailants to right. each other, but uh, oftentimes they bicker like siblings. Yeah, because who wants a dead head attached to them? Yeah, nobody does, right? But it's really interesting for comedy value. It's really interesting for a assailant value because, as you mentioned, they got their own memories. One head may remember something the other one doesn't. And so getting something past them is tough. Yeah. Now, one of the fun things that you could do is if you've got a really sneaky person in the party, they could eavesdrop on the conversation between the two heads and maybe learn something useful or interesting. I totally agree. If you're scouting in a party, take a listen to the Etten as it's guarding a door or something like that. Listen to him talk amongst themselves. You might find out the passphrase for part of the dungeon or where they happen to stash the uh, the keys. Mm. It's not in a fun place. <laughs> Almost never. Another interesting aspect about Etten's is they bridge the gap between true giants and other giant kin. That's somewhere in the middle. So you might have like ogres and half giants and yeah and, and stuff like that so you got those giant kin going on including trolls by the way sure and then the etnas are kind of in that middle distance there they're all of a similar build to hill giants as well or stone giants but basically they're just a hell of a lot meaner because you've got to convince both of the heads not to eat you yeah i hope you're good with crowd control mm. so basically they're often brutish and are naturally bullies to smaller things. Which is lots of stuff because they're large-sized creatures. Right. But because they have two heads with two different personalities, some of them could be cool, right? Some of them could be kind or gentle. Even nice. Right. You should probably, for safety, assume that they're awful. And going to eat you. They might not. Yeah. So don't always assume. And this is why I think they make lots of fun NPCs because they have the flexibility already inherent in the class without having them do any heavy modification. Yeah. They still probably don't bathe, though. Just just saying. Maybe they have a problem with bathing, but that doesn't necessarily mean they have a problem with being clean. What if they press to digitate themselves clean? Does that... Do they have a problem with being clean or do they have a problem with bathing? I think they have a problem just with bathing overall or being clean. I think it's the being clean part. Okay, because those are two different things. Like if they don't like water, which is the reason they don't bathe, then... Who knows? They don't... Yeah. That's worth exploring. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, think about that. That'd be kind of cool. Maybe you go in to teach hygiene to the Ettons and all of a sudden they're a civilized race. They're, they're now working a day job. They get a, you know you're going to see them in a suit and power tie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They got the power tie going on. They got two, though. Two power ties. Sure. they've got two heads. Yeah. And they've got a desk job, you know, working for the man. They're a but lawyer. Bringing the, yeah. Yes. Yes. At an attorney at law. Oh, no. my God. That is the next character I want to make is an NPC at an barrister. Now, that's, 
that's how you cross-examine somebody each head coming at you just and if you know guys if you're in the uk then they've got two wigs two powdered wigs mm, indeed that too yeah that's a <laughs> boy that's a lot of powder man so much power uh, my brain's going off into a okay. vastly different place let's talk a little bit about the lore let's do that <laughs> Before we rabbit trail any further. What kind of lore do we have regarding Eddins? They're descended from Arno and Julian, the two-headed son of Anam Allfather, the primary god of the giants. Okay. I am certain that I mispronounced at least one of those names. That's totally fine. Additionally, some lore suggests that they are the offspring of the hill giant god Grolantor. Okay. Having produced them by mating with a monstrous snake with heads at either end. Yeah, like sure. This. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, you know. That's what you do when you're a hill giant. Hill guy. giant, and you get a little randy, you know, you go after that two headed snake. Now, one of the ones I like is they actually started off as orcs mm-hmm. that discovered a cursed temple to Demogorgon. Oh, that's cool. And when they broke into the temple, they were cursed. And they grew and, and became Ettons. So, again, as a storyteller or DM, use whatever seems appropriate. Right? Indeed. Make up your own, too. Uh, there's also various sub-races with Ettons as well. So, for example, you could have two-headed Cyclops. Sure. Now, you've got two eyes, at least. <laughs> two-headed Fire Giants is one sub-race that I hadn't heard of, and I thought that's kind of cool, too. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Because you could see him decked out in all the armor and stuff, each welding a giant axe. A blacksmith and a fine smith. Oh, nice. Both types of metalworking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two-headed trolls are a good example. And awful. Yeah. <laughs> Two-headed tr- That's what you need is another mouth to tear you asunder. Well, I was just thinking, like, literally tear his own head off and throw it at you. That would be awesome, too. And it'd just grow back. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And then the head would grow a body. You have another two-headed troll. Boy, that would be awful. Or two-headed ogres. Yeah. Warcraft. Had, had two-headed ogres. Had the two-headed ogres. Oh, yeah. You're right. I'm ready. I'm not ready. Yep. Yeah. Now, one of the fun things I read in the lore is that they can contract lycanthropy. Indeed. And often you had two-headed werebears, two-headed werewolves, or two-headed wereboars. Mm-hmm. And I just want you guys playing the home game to sit back and I want to say one word, two-headed wear polar bears. You know, us being a fan of pirates, I would like to say the two-headed wear shark is also an option that should be available. And we will always approve <laughs> of. But just quick point, wear bears are per fifth edition and most editions good aligned. A little bit of flexibility in the uh, monster, so maybe yeah. it's a good werebear. Let's talk a little bit about some of their uh, advantages and stats and stuff like that. Now, I understand they have high strength. Sure. Dex is less so. Less so, right? So they're big, they're beefy, high con, their wisdom, their mental skills. Yeah, average mental skills. Average mental skills. Yeah. Their int's a little low, but... Yeah, it's like a six, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but their wisdom and their charisma is... About average. About yeah. average. Which means they're not entirely dumb. No. One of the things I love about them that makes perfect sense is they have advantage on perception checks. As they should. Two heads are better than one. Exactly. They make excellent guards. 
They also have advantage against effects that cause blindness, charm, deafen, frighten, stun, and unconscious. Because they've got two brains. Because they've got two brains. Yeah, so if one gets charmed, the other one may not get charmed. 50-50 chance, guys. I love the idea that two heads never sleep at the same time, mm-hmm. which is, again, perfect for a guard Yes, NPC. Because you can be lounging in a chair, right? But as long as the one head is alert, it can take over the body to wake it up. Yeah. They're not very smart, but they can be cunning, right? And, because they've got a decent wisdom. Yeah, and that makes them interesting fighters. And we'll get to some of the builds that we have later on. And finally, some of the books stated that they grew their heads back if they were lopped off. And some of the books have stated they not only grew their heads back, but they added one like a Hydra. And I just want to think of a Etten Hydra. Sure. That, yeah. You just cut off enough heads till it eventually flops over and can't move. Yeah. (laughs) It just overturns. Now, despite all the stuff we've talked about, Matt, what makes these creatures interesting in terms of gameplay? One of them we mentioned, which is they have two distinct personalities, which could include having two distinct skill sets. And that gives the storyteller two distinct people to play, which is a lot of fun. They are extremely vigilant. They may not be super smart, but they are vigilant guards for dungeons or you know, places of interest. Mm -hmm. And then double-headed werebears. Yeah. Enough said, right? All right, let's talk about Fomorians. Fantastic. What's going on with Fomorians? A lot like Eddins, they actually have real-world definitions and D&D definitions. They are not the same thing. Okay. (laughs) In the real world, they're from Old Irish, and they are a supernatural race of beings that are personifications oftentimes of things like Chaos, darkness, death. All the bad stuff. Yeah. Wild and destructive powers of nature. Yep. They are basically considered the darker side of the Tuatha de Danann. Okay. And for those of you who maybe know a little mythology, it's almost like a comparison between the Titans and the Olympians in the Mm. Greek pantheon or the Aesir Vanir of the Norse. Yeah. You've got kind of like the... Not necessarily the bad and the good, but definitely like the dark side of humanity versus the... The chaotic primal side and the more civilized side. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's very interesting. What else do we know about uh, Fomorians? They're sometimes considered malevolent spirits that dwell underground. Like like everything else in mythology, it's a spirit. Yeah. I've seen this thing, it's a spirit. And it's malevolent. Yeah. Because it scared me. One of the things I thought was interesting is that the description of them was different than the D&D version. They oftentimes had the head of a goat, or they were a form of cyclops. Hmm. That's interesting. So they only had like one eye or something like that? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah, and sometimes the goat was not necessarily a goat head, but like a goat mask, which I think is kind of cool as well. Yeah. Just... That's a big-ass goat, because these are giants. <laughs> what kind of goat are they raising? Blah. What's it eating? Hmm. Is it Thor's goats? No, they're Irish. That's not Thor. Nope. I don't know if there are any famous goats in Celtic mythology. I'd have to check that out. Yeah. Somebody look that up for us. Famous goats in Celtic mythology. Google that for us to see what you come up with. Cool. 
Uh, one of the things I loved is that in uh, some of the research, they have notable Fomorians, and one of them was named Baylor. Yes, indeed. Now, this is where the eye powers come in, because Baylor had this badass eye mm-hmm. that had seven veils, and every time he like re- moved one of them away, it just got more badass, like crops would wither with the first one, the second one it would like parch the land or something like that. And basically, by the time he actually showed you his eye you're vaporized yeah is destroy the whole world the it's funny to me that D took baylor to be the highest level of demon when they already had fomorians in the game just throw that in there man it was cool i would personally say that the first baylor was a fomorian i would do some some making some uh, rounds around that. That'd be interesting. That's kind of fun. What I want to know is also uh, what's his tailor like? <laughs> because you've got a seven veil eye patch. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of like tinkering to sew something up for. Well, you do it from behind his head, right? You, you're not standing in front no, of the I eye. Can't, can't, look at, can't look at the eye. What's that cloth made out of, too, if it's vaporizing the land? So what's left of the goats that they... Uh, the giant goats that they used to wear the masks exactly. on? There you go. That's what's up. Let's talk a little bit about the D&D version, because it's way different. Very. First up, the huge giants with the evil eye. Yeah, this is fifth edition. They got yeah. the evil eye. Earlier editions didn't have any eye powers. They were no, just ugly. They were just ass, ugly. Ugly-ass giants. When we say ugly, like ugly. Yeah. Hideously misshapen. Yes. Uh, oftentimes, the descriptions were like uh, mottled skin or hairless, mutated looking. Think think sloth meets the Toxic Avenger. Yeah. Because you've got like warped limbs. A lot of times, they're, uh, not just their appendages, but their eyes and ears and mouths were like misshapen or grotesque looking and stuff like that. They're were- overly large and overly small. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're all kind of warped, right? They were also generally hairless, yay, with all sorts of skin tones. And when I say all sorts of skin tones, I don't mean natural skin tones. No, no. I mean, uh, pink was always a big favorite. Mm -hmm. I don't mean new baby pink. I mean 1980s hot pink. Like muscle thing pink? Right. For those of you who are old enough to get that (laughs) reference, sometimes they smelled, sometimes they didn't smell too. Yeah. Which is weird to me. Sometimes they excreted stuff from their pores due mm. to the curse, which yeah. we'll get to. And sometimes they didn't. Sometimes they didn't have any scent. Which is So there's a lot of really interesting variation between their shape, sometimes their abilities. Yeah. And we'll get to their personality, but also something like that as well. They also tend to layer in the Underdark. Yes. Which, as all malevolent things do. Yeah. Which is exactly what you want a huge creature to do is to be in a confined space with you. Yes. They're bound to be happy about that, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Tell me a little bit about the lore of Fomorians. They were once an incredibly beautiful race. One of the four sons of the giant goddess Othea, produced from her union with Ulutiu. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm certain I said that correctly. That's okay. We got it. <laughs> now, additionally, uh, some... Uh, of the lore of the Splat books say they lived in the Feywild, 
mm-hmm. and they became twisted with a lust for power. Yes. So they made war in the Feywild. Yeah. They they attempted to subjugate the Fey. Because that's bound to turn out well. Yeah. How well did that turn out for them, Matt? Well, they were cursed in retaliation for trying to subjugate the Feywild. And they're in their current form because of it. Yeah. So they were cursed with hideousness because mm-hmm. they used to be beautiful. Yep. And that's what you get when you try to take over the Feywild. Yeah. They're... Physical hideousness. Uh, the curse was basically that they were to physically resemble the ugliness that was in their spirits. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So a lot of thematics and flavor behind this creature as well. And in some games, and sometimes in mythology as well, they are amortal. Yes. Which they live forever, but they can be killed. Yep. Which is something to think about as well. Mm-hmm. A creature that has an eon's long view is going to have a different mentality about a lot of things. Plans. Yes. All right. We're going to talk a little bit more about Ettons and Fomorians, but we'll be right back. After these messages. If there are any topics you would like us to cover, goods or services you would like us to review, or if you would like to sponsor an episode, we would love for you to contact us at info at goblinscorner.com. See you there. And we're back. Welcome back. So we're talking about Ettons and Fomorians. Indeed. And we were going into a little bit of the description about the Fomorians before the break. Yep. And now we're going to get to uh, their stats, their overall abilities and such. Okay, cool. So we know a little bit about them. Cursed, they used to be beautiful, huge creatures. Mm-hmm. So they're bigger than Ettons. Ettons are large. Right. What's going on with Fomorians? I'm assuming they're big and powerful like most giants. They are, in fact, strong. Very strong. Very strong, yeah. Which, I mean, kind of obvious, right? They're average dexterity. They're just, you know, running the mill. Now, they can eat anything and be perfectly okay. You don't want to try and drink one under a table. High constitution. Yes, indeed. One of the things I find very interesting is that they're big, they're very strong, and they are not dumb. No. No, they're not. They're not geniuses either. No, but they're about average. Yeah, so we got, what, like a nine-int? Yeah. High wisdom, though. Mm-hmm. And Christmas sucks because they're ugly. Right. Well, that's what happens when you get cursed. Sure. So we're not just talking about big brutes. No. Now, you can play them like that if you want. You also can talk play them as calculating big brutes. Absolutely. And you should. What else is going on with them? They have very keen senses. So hearing, smelling, sight, yeah. taste. And it's because they're kind of misshapen, right? So they, maybe they've got a gigantic elephant ear. And maybe they've got, I don't know, one of their nostrils is huge. Well, and one of their eyes is huge. That is one of the things that is consistent about them. Oh, so you can play them to be much more keen sensed than, say, your average party of adventurers, for example. Indeed. The next one, interestingly... I was unaware of this one. They're immune to lycanthropy. In some of the books, yeah. And it's be- and it's uh, played off because they are already deformed and cursed to deformity. Right. That they can't be blessed with lycanthropy because it might make them less ugly. Sure. Which I would say, and we'll talk about this in a minute when we talk about like, you know, upgrading your Fomorian. Mm-hmm. 
if they polymorph into something else, it's it, hideous. It should be fugly. Yeah. If they turn into a dog, they look like that Chihuahua dog with the nasty looking teeth. Or the uh, the Chinese crested, like the world's ugliest that's, dog. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 yeah that, type, that type of dog. If they look like a bird, it should be, look like roadkill bird. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what kind of bird is really ugly, but. Well, the bald vultures or. Oh, man, I want one of those. I'm aware of that. I want to name him Siegfried and I want him to teach him, I want to teach him to eat dead things. You don't have to teach a vulture to eat dead things. I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. Just let me do what I, what I <laughs> yeah, do. Teach him. What else is going on with Fomorians? They have two abilities. Both from that large eye of theirs. And this is 5th edition once again. Right. In 5th edition, their large eye actually has a cat's eye people. Cool. But they get evil eye. Oh. Which is 68 psychic damage. So. Save for half. They stare at you and you take psychic damage? Yes. Okay. That's unusual but interesting. That's a really ugly face. So they have a gaze attack that forces you to take damage. Yes. I'm buying that. I almost would feel like if you look at them, you take psychic damage instead of them gazing at you. Maybe their eye is particularly disturbing. Uh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I would get into the description of that. Maybe they, if you look into the eye, you see your parents having sex and it just damages you or something disturbing. Maybe it enters your mind and you sure. see more disturbing things. Maybe it shows the evil of yourself. Mm. The horribleness within. That'd yeah. be kind of cool, too, from a descriptor side of things. Talk about this curse of the evil eye. What's up with that? It gives you a base of deformity like they have. Oh, so they can deform other people. Yes, and it it slows your speed by half. It uh, disadvantage on saves and skill checks and basically just, it's a it's curse. It's curse, but with a movement effect also so not fun at all no all right now if all of that wasn't interesting about fomorians what else makes them interesting matt i think logically they should have a hatred of everything fey related because they were cursed by the fey right and i think that's a great thing to think about if you want to play giants that hate fey there you go yeah i love the idea of their lust for power because this makes you know, they're not like storm giants or cloud giants, which are, you know, you're not going to see for several games. You could play Fomorians with like a party of mid-level adventures fairly easy. And their lust for power means that they will actually kind of play the same shenanigans that your characters may play. And this makes yeah. them a believable big bad evil guy. Absolutely. So they might be running stuff behind the scenes because they're not dumb. Right. And then, of course... They've got a laser eye. Yeah. Which, Laz laser eye giant. I mean, what else? they've got giants with freaking laser beams. How cool is that? I, was, I knew you were going to love that. I That's... love anything laser related. Especially <laughs> laser eyes. You're, you're a big laser eye I fan. I am a big laser eye fan, yeah. Speaking of laser eyes, let's talk about upgrading your run-of-the-mill Etten Fomorian. Okay. I have ordered these into four categories. Mm -hmm. These are not, of course, as, as I always say. This is not the end-all, be-all list. This is just things that we came up with that we thought would make them, A, an upgrade, and B, more interesting. Yes. And the, the four categories we have are physical-related, mm -hmm. class-related, mm -hmm. 
power or curse related, mm-hmm. and then just some ridiculous shit. Right. Because, because we, like we're, ridiculous. we like ridiculous. Let's talk a little bit about the physical related things that you can upgrade. Uh, let's start with some Ettons. You want to upgrade your standard issue Etten. What are we going to do? We're going to make them an Etten Hydra. We already talked about that a little bit, right? More heads equal more better. Exactly. More organs equal more human. The other thing is, is what if at some point in time that Etten Hydra becomes a hive mind? Oh, that's kind of cool. Because then you start getting things like immunity to suggestion and charm and all of that. Oh, man. It's like the cranium rat version of an Etten. Mm-hmm. That's neat. Yeah, that could be problematic for the player <laughs> characters. You're welcome, DMs. One of the things I like about Ettons, if you want to play the fact that one head's always always awake while the other sleeps, that can make them relentless. Absolutely. Aside from the fact that they may have to physically you know, rest their body, you could make them pursue a party of low-level adventurers consistently. Sure. Stay, stay awake through the night, right? One of the great things about that is, okay, yes, eventually they'll suffer exhaustion. It's not like the players can hang out. They got to keep running too. Guarantee their cons less than the Ed. It's just exhaustion <laughs> versus exhaustion. Absolutely. What are some other fun things we can do with uh, Ettons, or I guess in this case, uh, Fomorians as well? A little bit of both, yeah. Extra arms. Mm-hmm. That would work for both. Yeah, because Fomorians are deformed, so you give them some weird-looking arms or legs. Right. You could also do the same thing for Ettons, and why not? They're already conjoined twins. Yeah. Extra arms, extra legs for Ettons, if you're going with the whole Demogorgon range, right? Give them some demonic mutation. I see some flailing tentacles instead of arms. Okay, sure. You know, Demogorgon had the little yeah, wavy-looking, wacky inflatable arm, flailing tube man arms. Yep. Or give them tentacles on their shoulders like a displacer beast so that they get arms and tentacles. Mm. And you know, if I recall, his arms are actually snake heads, which would be kind of neat for Ettons as well. They... I'm not sure if they are in 5th edition. I know they are in some editions. 3rd edition, they were snakeheads for his arms. Because why wouldn't they be? Bring them back, folks. Sure. Yeah. I think for Fomorians, because they are related to the Feywild, give them Fey mutations. Oh, they would hate that. I know. That's what. <laughs> That's can, why it's a curse. Yeah. Unseely yeah. mutations, right? So more hag-like would be kind of cool. Or goblin-esque. Small dragonfly wings. Like, not big enough to support them. So they get all the irritation of having them and none of the benefit. They just trail pixie dust wherever they walk. Oh, yeah. And that's how you find them. That would be annoying. Yeah, annoying fey mutations. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. No benefits, just... They've got beautiful knees, but nothing else. (laughs) (laughs) Their knees are amazing. I like it. Yeah. Fun stuff, right? Sure. What else can we do to Fomorians? Well, as we discussed, Baylor had an eye that did multiple things depending on how veiled it was. He had a banging eye, man. So let's give them different eye powers that they could use instead of the same one every round, like uh, a poison eye, a fire eye, a death eye. All of those are mythically accurate. Yeah, or a desiccation eye would be another good one that might be maybe one that caused exhaustion. Sure. Would be another great mythically accurate eye power. And all of those would be 
very easy according to the level. Maybe the run-of-the-mill Fomorian had just, you know, curse eye, right? Sure. Just standard issue eye. A few levels later, mm. maybe he has a fire eye. Sure. And his eye just burns stuff like Cyclops from the X-Men. You, so basically, uh, as you bump the CR, because they're amortal, they've been around longer, they've the gathered longer they, power. Yeah, they get more powerful. Sure. Or you have like elders versus just the young ones. Yeah. Stuff like that. Kind of fun. Absolutely. I'm with it. One of the easiest things you could do uh, is just buff their mental stats. And that's for either Ettons or Fomorians. Yeah. Now imagine an intelligent Etten. Now you've opened up arcane casting options. Indeed. Now they're not, I mean, they're not bright, right? They've got like an N of like six, seven, or eight or something like that. Right. They're not dumb. Right. They're not animals. And so if you added a few points to their intelligence, enough to that they could take a class, it would be awful to consider having a caster. Yes. That happens to be, you know, what, 15 feet tall with a giant club. Sure. A caster that can hit you with a 3d8 plus six club or whatever. Nasty, right? That's, that's bad days. Now, Fomorians are already wise. Right. And we'll talk about classes in just a second. So think of the types of casters that they could be as well. Sure. And they've already got a lust for power, which means there's another strike favoring some kind of arcane mischievous stuff going on. Sure. So since we've already broached the subject, let's just go ahead and talk about classes. All right. What do we got? So for Ettons, because because we're who we are, each head has a different class. Absolutely. Imagine an Etten head as a sorcerer Mm -hmm. that has still spell and anything else that can control the body. That's super nasty because you have, I'm thinking barbarian for the next head. Absolutely. So you have a raging Etten and one head is just like foaming at the mouth. He's controlled. He's taking control of the body. He is just rocking it, going to town with his big ass tree trunk of a club. Yep. Meanwhile, the other one is calmly babbling with still spell and casting fireball. Sure. Or, or anything. Or hold person. Because that's what you want. <laughs> you want to be held while the barbarian Fomorian is is about just... to tee you up like a golf ball. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, some other options we have uh, warlocks with two different patrons. Uh, that is just disgust. Two different warlocks mm-hmm. in the same body. Oh, that would be awesome for an Etten. A Phalock and a Eldritch Horrorlock. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the same patron, but just two different warlocks. So maybe you have a Pact of the Chain versus a Pact of the Book. Sure, that's an option. See, I was thinking, because I'm a terrible person, I was thinking a Celestial Warlock and a Fiendish Warlock, and so they're really just like always at each other. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I love the idea of having a Life Cleric and a Barbarian as well. Good cop, bad cop. And so when the, this is a great NPC option, by the way, because mm-hmm. then you have the good cop, the, the, the Life Cleric, you don't want to wake him up. Yeah. Don't do it. Shh. Please keep it down. Yeah. Because, oh, you've woken him up. Now he's angry. Who defies me? And then he starts smacking people around. Yep. And while they're in combat, the life cleric portion is, again, healing. Yeah. A 
barbarian and an eldritch knight. So the eldritch knight is casting all of the defensive things to get the AC up and all of that. Mm -hmm. And the barbarian is, of course, just destroying. Just smacking things. A barbarian with a 20-some-odd AC. That's, that's bad days. That's disturbing. <laughs> that's that's bad days. And awesome. <laughs> awesome and disturbing. Now let's talk about Fomorians a little bit. Fomorians can be great fighters as well, but because they have a higher wisdom, they make great druids. Mm-hmm. And this ties great with the whole fey, came from the Feywild nature power, right? Absolutely. And if, now again, if they turn into a bear, it should be an ugly-ass bear. Yeah, horrible. Look like Smokey the Bear after a forest fire. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Patches of fur everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, mottled looking. They would make great clerics. No, remember, Fomorians are traditionally hairless. Oh, hairless bear. It'd be a bear bear. A bear bear, yeah. <laughs> a bear. Nice, very good. Love that pun. <laughs> Divine casters would also be clerics as well? Yeah. What kind of clerics would they be, Matt? Uh, let's see. Well, I mean, a death domain cleric, obviously. Sure. That's, that's a given. Grave cleric, you could do that. Mm-hmm. I would probably, nature cleric, that would make sense for the face side of things. Paladin of tyranny. Sure. Because of their lust for power. Yeah. That'd be kind of fun. Paladin of glory for the same reason. Oh, very good. Yeah, if you want to make a nicer one. They don't have to be nice. <laughs> They're just all about upping their own standing. Their own glory. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool too. One of the things I want to focus on with Fomorians as well, class-wise, is if they are amortal, then make them take the long view. So they could be, from an NPC aspect, crime bosses. Mm-hmm. They could be the scheming big bad that the characters have to face because they've been scheming for hundreds of years or thousands of years. Sure. They could be an archmage. Which would be... Awesome and terrifying. If you think about D&D, right? The reason liches exist is because they're they're wizards who are constantly trying to defeat mortality so that they can perfect their craft. Mm -hmm. Fomorians, don't have to. They're already immortal. They are what they are. Yep. And finally, you could be dungeon builders because it takes a long time to make a dungeon. Sure. Maybe they're architects. Yeah. We've got some curses and powers that you can use to upgrade your Etten or Fomorian. Yeah. First thing I would say is, for Fomorian, transmit that curse. Sure. There you go. Curse transmission, the gift that keeps on giving. You're ugly, and you're ugly, and now you're ugly too. Yep. Instead of them only getting the ability to drop that curse once per day, nah, that's just part of the package, baby. Yeah, the bard gets a six charisma, passes that on to... The warlock who passes that on to the sorcerer, and then your whole party is dead. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the wizard. One of the things you can do is you can lean into demonic powers for Ettons. Oh, for like Demogorgon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Demogorgon would love that. Maybe make them demonic heads. That'd be kind of cool. Like the jackal heads or Yeah, that'd yeah. be that'd be awesome. Another consideration for curses is lethargy. Sure. But just make them move slower. Make them tired. Yeah. Or you can make them hungry. So require five times as much food. And then uh, I love this one too, Matt. Oh, yeah. Repulsion. Disadvantage on all charisma checks. Mm-hmm. Fear is another good one. So maybe all of their skills act as intimidation instead of charisma, which is great. 
and terrible at the same time. Right. It, in combat, it doesn't seem like a curse. But when you try to buy something. But once you leave combat. Greed and sloth are also great. So greed might be make a wisdom save to prevent stealing. Sloth yep. might be. A con save to not act last in the initiative order. That would suck for the barbarian. Or the, honestly for anybody. The only person it doesn't suck for is the healer, because generally going later is not necessarily a bad thing. Some other options to focus on power-wise, you could go into a lot of the actual mythology for either of these. Uh, one of the things is maybe dream or fate power for Fomorians, because mm -hmm. they were elder titans, right? They're like the titans. Sure. Charm or glamour, because they're tied to the Feywild. Yeah. And that would also work for Ettens as well. I like the idea of... Nymphs have unearthly beauty, mm -hmm. which is you look at them and either you die or you go blind because they're so beautiful. So you're thinking for Fomorians. Unearthly repulsion. It's so, the exact same thing, just from the other end of the spectrum. They so ugly you die. Yes. That's cool. I love that. And then finally, you could do legendary powers. So legendary actions. Absolutely. Or... Just kind of play up more on the amortal aspect as well. Maybe in addition to, they can be killed, but maybe they regenerate if you don't kill them immediately. And that could be it for either of those, by the way. Absolutely. And also, going dropping more into their mythology side of things, right? They are primal creatures, like the Titans. You could bring in some primal style powers to them, like give them wall of stone or you know fire-based powers anything that's that's very primal or even illusion-based powers too from the Feywild. sure so you've got a lot of different options in terms of powers is what we're saying and i would say go hog wild right whatever flavors hit your campaign that you're running with yeah whatever whatever you're trying to lean into for your campaign yes now let's get to some ridiculousness this is some shit we came up with that i can honestly say some of these are just stupid. Right. But if you really want to do these, we say you should go ahead and do them. Do them. Do them. They're great. <laughs> now, I kind of accidentally touched on this one earlier, which is the detachable head at and Yeah. Make them throwable. Yeah. How freakish would it be? Your characters, they stumble upon an Etten, they piss him off, he just rips his head off, tosses it at the characters, it's biting them, and you know, the head's the size of, I don't know, like a small boulder. Yeah. So it's going to swallow somebody whole, chew them up. Not a good time. And then it regrows another head. And he just rips off that head, tosses another one. He's always got some armor. Head of returning. A head of returning. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's so great. Now, for you, what's the next one? Oh, beholder powers, of course, for the Fomorian. It's got eye power. Give him beholder stuff, disintegrate eyes, or slow eyes, or creation eyes, or telekinetic eyes, or multiple eyes. Maybe that big ass eye that does the curse, maybe it's on a tentacle. Just kind of mm, make it part of the far realm instead of the Feywild. And now you've got a truly horrible thing to behold. Maybe it stumbles up to you and it bursts, its chest bursts open and there's like a giant jaw mouth like from the thing. Sure. Like, make it hideous. Make, you want to be hideous? Make it even hideouser. 
Absolutely. You know I'm laughing because of that unintentional pun, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I know you didn't do it on purpose, but I just I couldn't help him. Make it a terrible thing to behold. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's what we do. And then? Why not just, you know, make him a vampire? Either. Either of them, yeah. One would be like very classic, horrible, ugly Nosferatu. Yes. Just like with the volume turned all the way up. Because a huge vampire, I would think, would require a great deal of blood. Absolutely. As would a vampire with two heads. Mm-hmm. Because if you... I, me personally, because just the way I would think it would be done, just because one head is sated, and maybe even the body is sated, that doesn't mean that the other head doesn't require blood for sustenance. It's true. Another option that you could do is to add lithid variants to them. Yes, seromorphic. And that's all I got to say with that. That's just awful and hideous. My favorite that we've come up with so far, though, is make the Fomorians flesh warpers. Okay. They've already got the ability to curse people. Yeah. The, the evil eye of whatever it turns them hideous and stuff, maybe make them be able to manipulate people. Like they imagine one of them grabbing you and just kind of pulling your bones and turning you into like a bone, like pretzel or human centipede or whatever else it decides to come up with. Or just stretching you. Like instead of ripping you in half, it literally just stretches you like stretch arms. Like like Laffy Taffy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So think about that. That'd be awesome. Bad times. Bad Bad times. times. Bad times all around. Now, a simple one that actually makes a fair amount of sense is just give them the swallow hole ability. For Ettens? Yeah. Or for either. Yeah, because the other one's huge. Mm-hmm. So, it makes perfect sense. We, we should not have even needed to add this comment. It should just be something they could do. Yes, they should just be able to swallow people whole. And then finally, if you want to go freakish, make the Ettens have monstrous heads. Sure. Which we kind of alluded to with uh, earlier with upgrading them and making them part of Demogorgon. Right. But any kind of... A, for an Etten, a uh, Minotaur Etten. That would be fun. Yeah. All the horns. Yeah, you miss a bully, get the horns. Yep. (laughs) All right. We finally got some story options as well. And again, just something to kind of get you guys in the mood to play an Etten or Fomorian as an NPC or an assailant for your characters. What are some of the stuff we got, Matt? I like this one because I knew exactly what it meant right when my brain hit it. You meet a one-headed Etten searching for a man with a golden sword. Mm. Vorpal. Yep. Yeah, the other head got lopped off with a Vorpal weapon and the person took off running. I, that's all. Where's that asshole? I'm going <laughs> to find him and eat him. He killed my brother. Yeah. Prepare to die. Oh, uh, yeah. He's just Montoya. The other one's an ego. Exactly. Legends speak of a creek in the mountains that can grant any wish for a price. So we've got a Fomorian in the background. Yeah. Yeah. And that's leaning on the hag stuff, right? Sure. Make them kind of sinister, conniving creatures. Rumors are running rampant in the Feywild that a beautiful Fomorian child has been born. Ooh. Has the curse been broken? Will all hell break loose? Who knows? Speaking of all hell breaking loose, war on the Feywild. What's going on with that? Fomorians are gathering to revenge themselves on the Fey. Sure. 
If they're already cursed, they might as well. Characters in a dungeon must sneak past Mulbrecht and Etten with a fierce hunger for flesh. He's just going to eat you. Yeah. Yeah. Very simple one there. Characters are contracted to kill the head of an Etten. Just the one head, not both. What did that one head do? Who knows? That's suspicious. Yeah. Why are they contracted for that? Yeah. Who's who's not contracted to just kill the Etten? Interesting. S- something to think about. Yep. An ancient Fomorian has tapped into their curse and begun to act as a warlock patron. That would be fun. Patron of a Fomorian warlock? Yeah. Yeah. Get some flavor up in here. A wizard requires blood from a still-living Fomorian for a potion of longevity. Makes sense. They're immortal. Mm-hmm. A little sympathetic magic action there. Characters manage to kill one of the heads of Anetan, which rises immediately as an undead. Now, that is something we didn't talk about upgrading, mm. having it be half undead or all undead. Yeah. We talked about vampires, but I mean, maybe it's a ghoul. Yeah, that's what you want. Is, is making them even hungrier? <laughs> yeah, that'd be kind of fun. A Fomorian has begun to gather resources from both Etans and Fomorians to have a great ritual cast to remove the curse of both their people. Interesting. How are they going to do that? What happens when they do that? Yeah. An Etan has collected nearly everything it needs to cast a ritual to summon the Demogorgon in exchange for removal of the Etan's curse. What happens when they get split? Or do they get split? Maybe they get merged. Or one of them just dies. That could also work, too. I mean, that would be very demon. Yes, it would. Uh, I love this one. A friendly Etten is running for mayor of the local town while her other head is running against her. Yes. And we specifically said her because you never see female Ettens. And you should. Yes. And finally. Hexbloods are going missing and the party is hired to find out what is going on. Now, my theory behind that was they're going to try and ransom the Hexbloods to the hags to get the curse removed because Hexbloods are the way that hags reproduce. Oh, interesting. And so, so the if the Fomorians, hags want more hags, they've got a deal. Very conniving of the Fomorians. Yeah. So there you have it. Some lore, some stats, a little bit of ways to amp up both Ettens and Fomorians, our two favorite giants this week. For your TTRPG of choice. Indeed. Any questions or comments? Write to us. Info at goblinscorner.com or you can reach me, Eric at goblinscorner.com or me, Matt at goblinscorner.com. We're on all the things. Matt, what are all the things we're on? We're on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, Twitch, and TikTok. As Goblins Corner. And Instagram. As the Goblins Corner. Do you like our show? Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite player, YouTube, and Twitch. If you could do us a favor, click the five stars, give us a review on iTunes and Podchaser, on YouTube, if you could like, subscribe, ring the bell, comment, do all of the YouTube things, it boosts our show and it feeds the Hungry Algorithm. Hungry Algorithm is two-headed and will soon start jabbering at you and arguing at the same time. Sounds like fun. YouTube Algorithm, definitely two-headed. Indeed. Yeah, and cursed. (laughs) That's all the time we have for this week. Once again, my name is Eric. And I'm Matt. And we'll see you next time. Have a good night, folks. The Goblin's Corner has been written and produced by Eric Holden and Matt Staples. Music 
by D20. This is a subterranean production.